0: You're a little older and a lot wiser. The future is yours. Define aging on your own terms. Welcome to AARP Without Limits with your host, Mike Olander. Hello and welcome. This is AARP Without Limits, WPTF Talk Radio, disrupting aging with the power of 50,000 watts, and our podcast available anytime on demand at WPTF.com or through our Facebook, AARP North Carolina. I'm your host, Mike Olander of AARP North Carolina, and we've got a great show for you today. Brian Etheridge of Leadership North Carolina is with us to talk about their amazing organization and their program for current and future leaders of North Carolina. But first, before we get to that, as always, ladies and gentlemen, my my partner in crime an esteemed production engineer here at WPTF, Mr. Jason Kong. Jason, how you doing, sir? Mike, I'm here. I'm fully caffeinated. I'm ready to go. How are you doing? I am doing great. Fully caffeinated? That's the first time I've heard you say that. You know, sometimes you need a little extra jolt to get going, but uh, usually I'm doing okay. But today, I'm, I'm ready to go, baby. So you're a, cafe- you're a coffee guy, not an energy drink guy or a tea I guy? Can't, I can't or- do the energy drinks. A little bit of coffee every now and then. I'm not a coffee-every-day kind of guy, but uh, on occasion. Oh, wow. How about you? You're a rare breed. Oh, I'm at least four cups first thing in the wow. morning. Wow. Yeah, I get started. I've got a, a uh, what's it called? A Jura uh, a Capresso machine. And, um, yeah. And that sounds fancy. It, it is. Uh, I think it was a um, I don't remember how i we acquired it some years ago, but um it's one thing that survived that that I kept with me post divorce and all that and um it's a, it's a nice treat it starts my day off on the right note most days but um anyway um yeah, it's interesting you know you hear from different people some I know some people who cannot operate without a cup of coffee um other people who get headaches. Um, uh, in fact, a good friend of mine cannot get started unless there is a, a cup of coffee wow. first thing, yeah. or else a headache sets in within minutes, which is, uh, you know, problem I think for for some folks. Um. Anyway, not here to talk about coffee. We've got uh, some great, great stuff to dig into today. But um, I wanted to pick up, uh, um, Jason, on a a topic very lightly. We touched on in a previous show. We were talking, if you recall. Advice I got from my dad, Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and um, I know we're not at Father's Day right now, but, um, you know, I got thinking about that because, you know, throughout our lives, we run into advice. We hear... People sometimes give us advice without us asking for it, and we get it, right? We have parents sometimes who are trying to teach us the right way. Uh, and then, of course, cliches. You hear sayings and things like that. And a lot of times, you know, they don't have an impact on you if you're not ready in your life to hear it, right? I mean, you can hear somebody say, you know, I remember you know, for years seeing the bumper sticker, take it easy, Like, that was a big thing back in the 80s, right? And I remember being, you know, an 8-year-old kid and looking at that and just going, I – who cares? What does that mean? (laughs) Like, how is that at all important? Why would you put that in your car? Years later, when, you know, life gets real and you're managing so many things and you're getting stressed out about stuff, look at that and you go – yeah, that's right, man. Take it easy. Just That's right. And sometimes people just need to see that they're sitting at a red light maybe and they look ahead and there's a little message there that uh, helps helps get them through that day. One of the uh, bits of uh, advice my, Dave, my dad gave me some years ago that I shared uh, on a previous show with you was don't assume that things won't change. Um, And I think that's really helpful. Of course, not only if you're dealing with hard times, you know, knowing that, hey, you know, this situation isn't going to be here forever, whether it's, you know, the loss of a job or you're grieving for the loss of a, you know, a death in the family or something like that, or if things are just tough and you're in a rut, you know, whatever it might be, um, you're, you know, Maybe you're pursuing a degree or or something in, in your career that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy, and it feels like you're never going to get there. You know, um, that can be helpful. But also the reverse, the flip of that is if you've got something really good going on, right? Uh, don't ever assume that you're always going to be in that situation, right? Whether it's a great, you know, being gainfully employed, whether it's you know everybody's healthy, your own personal health is good, you get up in the morning. You know, I love getting up in the morning, bouncing right out of bed and feeling good. If I don't have that, you know, I feel completely off. You know, I know that there's going to be a point in my life where I'm not going to be able to bounce right out of bed, you know, and, and do certain things. And so just sort of having that awareness of, you know, don't assume things will always be this way. You know, if you've got a good thing, it does allow you to be able to just simply appreciate where you're at and recognize, you know, there's going to be a day and a time when I'm going to look back at this And realize that um, I had a really good thing going there. And and sometimes it's easier to deal with not having that if you say, well, at least I I was able to appreciate it. I was talking with uh, some some, uh, friends through work uh, recently about this. And um, it led on to a deeper conversation. And on comes another great piece, another great bumper sticker type of thing that stuck with me, Jason. I just wanted to share it with folks. And this is Embrace Uncertainty which in a way is kind of like a step beyond don't, you know, don't assume things won't change. It's not only don't assume it, but actually embrace it, right? Embrace the sense of, of the need to be you know, fluid and to adapt and so forth. And I know this can be—it you know, isn't for every type of aspect of life. Certainly spirituality is rooted in the sense of absolutes and certainties and biblical prophecy, things like that. I'm not talking about that. talking about the day-to-day type of stuff where if you approach the day with that sense of fluidity and and flexibility and embracing it and saying, you know what, I don't know what today is going to be like. I don't know what 2023 is going to be like, you know. And I could have a plan. If I put a plan in place and if it doesn't fall just the way I want it to be, I'm going to be bummed out, you know. And so uh, being, you know, embracing the uncertainty – and uh, as, as we at AARP say, blessed are the flexible for they don't get bent out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good thing. And so this, I just wanted to share it for whoever's listening, because, again, if it's, this is a bumper sticker moment, you know, maybe this is the audio version of that over the airwaves here at WPTF, um, hearing a little bit of something that might just give you a little bit of food, food for thought um, and possibly be transformative to you. Speaking of transformative, uh, Jason, I'm really, really delighted to have on um, our guest today. Um, I had the honor and opportunity back in 2016 to be part of the 24th class of Leadership North Carolina. Um, I stepped into it. I was intrigued, said, okay, this sounds pretty good. My boss was encouraging me to to apply and, and to, um, to to take part in this. He, he saw the, the value or the potential value in me going. And I went, and I got to tell you, you know, I stepped in and I think there were 55 people in the class and I didn't know any one of them. And everyone was from all sorts of different fields and backgrounds and parts of the state. And I thought, there's no way. We talked about how we're all going to get to know each other. We're all going to know each other's name, right? And I thought, okay, well, maybe by the end of this, yeah. No, by the end of that first day, <laughs> we all knew each other's name. And that was just the first piece, the first Glimpse of just how remarkable this organization um, is and the impact that it had on me, and the perspective that it gave me to better understand the state is just, uh, I just cannot tell you just how valuable that was to me. And since then, uh, ARP North Carolina has tried every year to send one of our staff to be part of a class. And um, to talk more about this, there is nobody better to talk to about it than the the man who leads the organization himself, uh, Mr. Brian Etheridge. Brian, thank you so much for being with us. Mike, thank
1: you so much for the opportunity. It's an absolute pleasure to to share time with you uh, today. So thanks to Tim for the opportunity to talk a little bit about Leadership in North Carolina and, and, and share a conversation with you.
0: Great. Brian, the story of Leadership North Carolina, or LNC as we kind of say shorthand here, uh, is rich both in history and the impact that it, is, that it has had over the the last 25 years. The twenty-five years plus, but before I get to that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Brian Etheridge, and how did you find yourself at the helm of LNC?
1: Well, Mike, thank you for that. So, um, I'm—I feel fortunate. I'm—I'm a a native North Carolinian. I grew up uh, just south of the uh, of Raleigh in uh, Lillington, which is the county seat of Harnett County. Um, And you know, one of the things that was impressed on me at a very early age is this sense of really kind of servant leadership, of, of giving back to the community, of being really engaged um, in whatever way that feels um, impactful. Um, I actually started out uh, after college uh, becoming an, an elementary school teacher. So I was an educator for the first part of my career, uh, both in New Hanover County and in the Wilmington area, and then uh, here in Wake County in Garner. Uh, taught uh, a number of years in elementary school. It was incredibly impactful. Some of the most rewarding work I've ever done, and made a huge impression on me. Um, and then from there, got restless. I was really interested in having an impact outside of the four walls of my classroom, and made a transition to the nonprofit sector, working with uh, an amazing organization called the North Carolina Independent Colleges and Universities, and um, had the privilege of working with Hope Williams, who's the Uh, the leader of that esteemed organization, and they represent all the private colleges in North Carolina. Uh, So I did a lot of work raising money for first-generation college students. So these are folks that are the first members of their families to go to college and uh, to have the opportunity for higher education. And North Carolina has a long history of of making investments in those students and, and providing those paths for opportunity. So that was a tremendous experience, and that led itself to... Um, a pathway to leadership North Carolina. We had a very similar donor base and it really filled a void I had after leaving the classroom as an educator, because literally at uh, every fall, uh, we start a new cohort. Uh, we start with a new class and get to know 55 amazing folks. And that fills that void I have from, from leaving the classroom. So that's kind of the quick version of how I got to leadership North Carolina.
0: And uh, what year did that start with you uh, at LNC?
1: So I started in March of 2006, so we have literally just crossed my my 17th anniversary. So it's been um, an amazing journey, and um, I've gotten to know some amazing leaders who, uh, aside from leadership North Carolina, I don't know that I would have ever had the opportunity to meet and build relationships with those folks.
0: Well, wow, and it is an amazing model. And just so folks know, too, um, we're going to get into some details as to what. It- leadership North Carolina is and how it how it, it actually works. But um, the specific uh, 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 just a quick minute here, uh, Brian, a uh, bit about the um, the, um, uh, the history of it just to be clear here, there's LNC here in North Carolina, but there are leadership groups, similar ones in other states as well. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. So most states have a statewide leadership program, and they kind of come in in three varieties. Uh, They may be like Leadership North Carolina, which we are an independent 501c3 nonprofit. They may be affiliated with the State Chamber of Commerce, or they may be affiliated with a local uh, uh, statewide college or university or another institution of that that, uh, uh, designation.
0: Great, and we're gonna get into the specifics of what leadership North Carolina looks like here in North Carolina, and how you can learn more and even apply after this break. This is AARP Without Limits. We'll be right back. This is AARP Without Limits. Send us a question, send us a comment, send us a recommendation for a future topic or guest at AARP Without Limits at AARP.org. You can always visit us, too, on Facebook, AARP North Carolina, or our state webpage, which is AARP.org slash North Carolina. We've been speaking with Brian Etheridge of Leadership North Carolina. And, um, you know, we really got to get to the basics here, Brian, for folks who are not familiar with this type of model or what Leadership North Carolina is. Let's get right to the heart of it. What is Leadership North Carolina and how did it get started?
1: Mike, thanks so much for, for that opportunity. So Leadership North Carolina um, is is the premier leadership uh, organization across North Carolina. We are fully statewide we actually got started in the early 1990s and it was a group of concerned citizens in the Greensboro area who uh, were very engaged civically, who noticed that there were gaps across the state. There were leaders from the mountains, leaders from the Piedmont, leaders from the coast who didn't have established relationships with one another, didn't understand the systems in the state, which made you know working collaboratively more challenging. And they created this this curriculum uh of leadership north carolina that really focuses on five pillars and those five pillars focus on the fact that leaders need to be in community with other leaders they need to establish those relationships but aside from the relationships they need to understand what makes the state work and we do that through these five pillars which are government economic development environment education and health and human services and and what folks realize very quickly is while those are five distinct areas of focus, they do not exist in a vacuum, just as leaders in North Carolina do not exist in vacuums or silos. We need uh, collaboration with other leaders. We need community with other leaders. There's one of the things that so many of us experience personally over the past few years uh, during the pandemic is that we need that sense of connection, that sense of community, regardless of what age we might be or what our career is or may have been. We need that sense of connection and community. And um, through learning with other leaders all across the state of North Carolina, going through six sessions where you're learning in, in these five pillars and you're traveling the state, understanding what, um, how these systems operate and how we as leaders interface with that, um, it is incredibly powerful to see how leaders develop with one another, uh, a cohort of fifty-five becoming, as you mentioned earlier in the show, uh, becoming really close and, and building bonds, both personally and professionally, that they can leverage to help North Carolina re- realize its
0: fullest potential. You know, there's a couple of things that you said there, Brian, that I want to emphasize. And one is that you know, understanding systems and how things work is so so important. And if you think about it, too, folks, like. You know, so much of life is understanding how things work, right? It's understanding systems. And if you're a a community leader, it is absolutely essential that you understand how basic systems, government, health and human services, environment, et cetera, um, work so you can, you know, identify, uh, you know, what the needs are out there and, you know, the purpose for the work that you do and making sure it's going to be as effective as possible, and I have to say, Brian, when when I went through as as the as the twenty fourth class of, of LNC, I was amazed at the depth of knowledge and understanding, better understanding I had of systems throughout these six areas. And as you didn't mention before, like each of these sessions is in a different part of the state, right?
1: Absolutely. So we we have the opportunity to visit visit different communities, understanding the culture, the nuances, getting to know folks locally, but also statewide. And that's one of the other benefits is it just provides additional networking and a sense of context and a sense of community over the course of the program experience.
0: Right. And so there's the, you know, understanding systems and learning how things work in these different areas geographically all throughout the state. You get to, you know, we engage with leaders and those who work in those systems to come out and be part of the LNC and, and, and give presentations and such. There's the networking opportunity, again, the 55 folks who get to know each other and experience this together. Um, And then there's the next step beyond the class, which is alumni. And so can you explain to folks how important is the alumni program to the LNC model?
1: Absolutely, Mike. Thank you. So the first year, Leadership North Carolina is really a two-year commitment. The first year, as you as you shared, is, is going through the core program of going through these six, two-and-a-half-day sessions in different communities around the state, learning about these systems around government, economic development, environment, education, health, human services. But then the second year, folks get the opportunity to select one of those five content areas, one of those five pillars to help plan one session for the subsequent class. And that's all done virtually. So these are, these are things that are developments that have um, come about uh, following the pandemic and we've become nimble and, and adapted. And you were talking earlier about change. We've continued to change and adapt uh, to meet the needs of, of our fellow North Carolinians and certainly the state. So going from being a participant to an alum um, is huge. So we have about 1400 alumni Uh, who have graduated from Leadership North Carolina since we graduated the first class in 1995. We're on class 30 right now. They'll graduate in May. Uh, But we have regional councils, we have action teams, and we have alumni engaged in various aspects of life in North Carolina all across the state, whether it's serving on nonprofit boards and commissions, whether it's working uh, in state, local, or federal government, Folks uh, actually exploring opportunities to run for office or serving locally, uh, but in even more importantly, uh, building relationships with other alumni to address local needs, whether that's working on issues around uh, broadband access or working on how we have better conversations as leaders and civic dialogue and civic discourse. So it kind of runs the gamut. And so much of this is uh, not leadership development. Mike, it is it is leadership deployment. We're we're taking mm-hmm. leaders who have already established themselves as uh, you know kind of core pillar members of the community to leverage their influence and take their knowledge and turn it into action to help benefit North Carolina.
0: Brian, as you mentioned, your uh, the, the current class is going to be um, graduating in May. Um, for future applicants, and you'll be opening up the, the application period for the next class, which begins in the fall. What type of applicants are you looking for?
1: Who should Great question. For? So um, there is not a age kind of designation for Leadership North Carolina. Uh, it could be uh, fresh out of, uh, out of grad school or college to um, whatever we want to call retirement age these days. Uh, we will have folks who are um, in their late 20s to you know, 60s and beyond. Uh, The average age is around, you know, kind of mid 40s. So we're looking at folks who are already, who've already, as I mentioned earlier, already kind of, you know, demonstrated some community leadership and engagement, have already kind of proven themselves in that regard. Uh, But we'll open the application period for Class 31 on June 1st. It'll be open June 1st through June uh, 22nd. And folks can apply online through our website, which is leadershipnc.org.
0: Great, and again, that's the month of June when folks can apply, right?
1: Absolutely, yes, sir.
0: Okay, um, I got to tell you, Brian, I'm I'm so so happy to have the opportunity to use literally this microphone, <laughs> not 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 just a, uh, um, in uh, not, uh, just saying that lightly, but literally a microphone here to be able to um, talk about LNC and and to give people the opportunity to learn about what you guys are doing are you guys on facebook or internet what's the best way for folks just generally to reach out and learn more about you
1: absolutely so first and foremost one of the easiest ways and probably the most comprehensive way to learn about leadership north cross through that website which is leadershipnc.org we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram we're also on linkedin which is a primary uh Uh, social channel for us as well. And you can just do a simple search for Leadership North Carolina and we'll populate in all of those. Um, Twitter is Leadership NC. uh, Facebook and LinkedIn are also uh, pretty much the same Leadership NC uh, for for all those channels. Uh, And it's been a great opportunity for us to interact both with prospective applicants uh, and then also for folks who are you know, alumni of the program.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Brian. Really appreciate all of that information. I want to strongly encourage anyone who's interested at all to explore that and consider applying. Uh, Brian Etheridge, thank you so much for being with us to talk about leadership, North Carolina. Thank you to Jason Kong for production. Thank you for listening. This has been ARP without limits. I'm Mike Olander signing off.